You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this episode, Future Net Zero founder Suet Bowes speaks with Hanno Skoklich, CEO and founder of Kaiser Vesa, as they discuss why economic stimulation plans should focus on net zero goals and not only on short-term recovery from the impacts of the coronavirus pandemic. Hannah, really good to see you. First of all, is everyone all right? Family okay? Um, your work colleagues? So, it's, yeah, it's great to be connected with you again. Yeah, thanks. Uh, everything is fine. You know, the lockdown in Germany, it's it's now a little bit coming more uh, back to normal. Even uh, there may be too much people on the road, honestly, uh, but we see how it works finally. Uh, really to get the, the, the virus under control and to continue with our normal life under brackets and bring economy you know back on track. I think this is something which is really essentially. We can't um, have this conversation without talking a bit about coronavirus. Um, what would you say it's taught you as a CEO and what do you think it's done in terms of how uh, the energy industry is seen in Germany. Let's not talk about the UK for now, but in Germany, because obviously through all of this, we've had to keep the power on wherever we are in the world to allow our hospitals to work, to allow uh, our systems to work, our economies to work. So two things, what have you learned as a CEO and what do you think uh, it's shown about how the energy and electrical industry has coped in Germany? I think one is a CEO, yeah, it's a serious one issue, but as well as a human and, you know, father of kids and, and having all this around, I think, um, of course, everybody's worried, um, even if it's maybe not affecting personally, but you never know what's, what's going on if you get it. So are you continuing or if you're coming or have really serious problems? So it's, it's still worrying. And as a CEO, of course, you know, within the company, we... I have to take care about the, the health and safety of, 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 the, of the people uh, here as well. So we send everybody at home. It works really good, honestly. And it's really great as we, you know, we are almost uh, full in the, in the cloud. Uh, so in the end for us, it was quite easy to switch into the, the, the laptop world or in the, in the home office world. So this was in, it's not an issue for us. And even though you see to, to get an efficiency, so we do not have any efficiency issue. I think it's contrary. The people really like uh, to, to to do it, but we're also noting that um, the people are love really coming back as well to office and say, "Okay, let's give me give me a break uh, from it." To come give me a break from the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Have some time, uh, you know, which which is a bit more relaxed uh, than staying at home with the kids, and this only is really a stressful situation. Uh, you know, continuing working and and having kids on site. And this is something which is also one of the issues what the political finally has to solve, how you get the, 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 the kids back to school or kindergarten. Yeah. We can be uh, working in, in a normal way, uh, which is currently not possible. So um, you, were you happy with your business resilience, the fact you could move to the cloud and move your people? Or, or, or did you learn a couple of other things anyway? Honestly, you know, the business resilience, I think this is what we are trying, of course, to show as well to the, the world of energy and the other ones, which means how to use digital innovation to, to, to build on or to strengthen their own resiliency of, of the companies or even of investments. Uh, but we as the company, we already have this business continuity management approach 
and the resiliency of our organization is done so um, and is obviously you know uh, uh, backed by by cloud-based uh, services we are using using and germany how did it cope the energy industry there i mean, I, th I think it's just you know what we are noting thanks God, everything is working properly, and the capacities are there to work, and and the the all the systems crucial for for supplying the necessary energy. They are working. Thanks, this is everything is working perfectly. But of course, we are noting not just in Germany, but looking at, look at Spain and the southern one, uh, the economies are really going down. So the demand is going down. So what's going on if the grid management issues? All can, but thank God everything is working properly in this uh, these days. But of course, we are noting, of course, is the is the energy price has been dropped again. You know, after having less demand, so there comes for stressful situation, especially in respect to renewables. Uh, not here in Germany, but you know, if you see it uh, other countries as well, uh, so okay, what needs auctions? What is how we should go further on? Uh, just we, you know, using the merchant if we go for auction models. Is just the is there a floor uh, necessary to, to get financing in place? All this kind of stuff is now uh, for sure coming much more into discussion uh, and to, to be continued. I suppose the one thing about I mean, if viewers may not know about Germany's energy sort of production, but it still has quite a lot, lot of lignite, doesn't it? And you know, although Germany is always seen as a beacon of renewable energy, it still has quite a lot of dirty energy. Um, have you seen that the authorities there or, or, or just speaking to your friends in the industry, do you see that they they look at this as, um, well, actually, you know what, those those systems, those backups of, of lignite were important. They, they, they kept us going. But I think, honestly, I think this is to all of, of the wolf people quite clear that we need some kind of backup working continuously going on as well and to, to keep the, the power generation on a certain level to, to, you know, to, to get the system running and to, to do everything properly to get the, the, the energy grid working. I think everybody's aware about that. Um, on the other hand, I think, um, of course, we are searching for a solution for the future. And what you just also mentioned with the corona, virus um, has some certain impacts uh, to, to, to all of us as well for the future. So how we can really turn this to the positive sense in the end um, and not going for the old world and and continuing, you know, but going for um, a way which, which which is which is bringing us to zero emission um, energy power of our generation in the future. And I think we should work on it as this is Absolutely, in our uh, ideas as well, how to how to push uh, or how to get back at the economy back in track as well, and and we have uh, to use as well uh, this part um, of of the whole industry, of the whole industry in you know, power generation or energy, uh, to to push the things again and using it as well to form something which is for the future. And even if we are investing much more public money, I think we should build on the future. And not continuing with the past, and uh, this is, I think, one of the of, of the things that we have to be aware um, uh, as well. What's coming? Do you think that this pivot point you've just described, whether we come out of coronavirus and we decide the economy is the most important, oil and gas, the prices are ridiculously low. We've all seen that. There is the option to go back to fossil fuels, as happened after the two thousand eight nine crash, or do you think? There's enough 
feeling from the public and enough bravery from governments to think longer term to go for net zero, but even though it will cost us money, won't it, to do these investments? Yep, no doubt. But I think if we are really going to stimulate the economy, if we're taking money, public money to stimulate the economy, we have to go for the future. And of course, you know, we all know that we still rely, as we just before, we have to run the systems. And as long, you know, all the storage issues not solved, which takes a while, we need, of course, to, to have a, a mixture of, of energy resources, which we still have to use. But nevertheless, we have to think about the future. And, and of course, we are currently also from the political level or seeing, you notice as well, and the, we have the European Green Deal in place or trying to put it in place. There already come the first, uh, you know, um, um, voices telling, okay, we should postpone it and we should not go for it or, or you know, to take the, the old system ahead. I'm contrary to that. I think we should really go for the future and using these resources what we're currently putting in to stimulate the future in such respect. And I think publicly spoken, that is well the people uh, and, and on all these which are voting the next governments for sure already thinking as well, let's go for the future and not too much for the past. But the problem is, I mean, you've worked in finance yourself. People think short-term cycles. CEOs are in for three, five years. They might be thinking this is going to be a long economic problem for maybe five years. I'll think short-term and let's not worry about, because I might not be here. You know, my business may not exist in 10 years for me to invest in this. And governments might be having that same problem, thinking I could use the public money for long-term, but actually I need to solve short-term pain. How, how do we how do we sort of solve that? It's it's difficult, isn't it? You've been in that situation as a yeah. finance person. You know, in the in finance period, the, the last period, what we have, which was really you know uh, stressing the whole financial world, of course. Uh, but I think we learned as well to build up to see already okay that we have changed the systems as well to be resilient for the things which are potentially coming. So uh, the finance is now, of course, you know from the pure financing have built up, up some buffers to be secured if, if a, a similar shock is coming. Now we have a completely different ex, uh, external shock uh, hitting all of us. Uh, but nevertheless, what means, you know, if you're talking about um, the, the different periods and hopefully there is the dip, what we are currently facing is not too long and we have uh, a, a we and then, uh, you know, starting up and not ending up in a, in a longer period of recovery. Um, but even in, in this respect, on the short run, I think everything is fine, but we should really see, okay, what means stimulation coming afterwards and how we get these things placed. Now, of course, we are getting much deeper in there. What means, you know, future net zero, how this is impacting, of course, all the businesses and there comes strong impacts, no doubt. But uh, if, if in uh, not talking more frankly, word, uh, if, if we are coming from one shit to the next one, yeah, and, and it's not stopping. And so, but we have to do things. We cannot now uh, shut the eyes and say, okay, yeah, are we getting out of the old corona issue? And then we have still the climate uh, change is going on. So we cannot shut the eyes and say, okay, we are poor. Corona is saved uh, now. Okay, uh, what, go what's, back to oil and gas. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter as something like no, it's still continuing, and we are facing, and they're for sure coming uh, 
the tough times are coming much faster. We are recognizing it for sure much faster. And, and therefore, I think we have to, to, to push to think stimulating, which is, of course, cost effective. But uh, uh, assume it's already the same and it's already uh, as well as an argument, right? How much cost is if you're doing nothing? It costs us much, much, much more. And this the people should realize, even if they are just in short period, uh, you know, heading companies, something like that, they should notice that in the long run. And there comes the stakeholder setup and the stakeholder setup. And at the end, uh, you know, as well, we see it over the last couple of, of, of years, months, more talking months, but changing the financial world as well in this respect, that they are taking much more care in which, in which way we are investing, in which investment the capital flow is finally going in. And Do you think the money will be there for more long-term, net-zero, sustainable uh, projects than than you than, than the short-term yeah. gain? It's the short term. I think it's, it's it will be a mixture. At the end, of course, we have to simulate in the short term. Yeah. Okay. okay but we have to do this, and 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 I think everybody's aware of that. But in the, in the meanwhile, we have to see okay how how we can to set up this recovery to, to go in a longer distance as we should not forget where, where the next thing is coming. Uh, of course, we need to have all these instruments, which fiscal instruments, which are currently put in place uh, to, to stabilize the economy, to stabilize you know, the, the, the downwind winding. So in the end, uh, we be coming out of this, uh, but of course, in the long run, we, we have to go for, for a future setup. So in your opinion, governments and businesses should think about economic stimulation and recovery with net zero in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Net zero, which, which is, um, um, yeah, you mentioned in, uh, uh, um, investment intensive. We need, of course, this financing in place. Uh, but simulating as well this, 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 this capital flow uh, and getting in there by showing you, look, this is the future, how the future is driven. Um, and therefore, we have to, to use in any event, uh, when we are all of the same opinion, uh, you and me, especially in our discussion, what we have as well in the past, you know, we need to do something for the future, mm. but we need to do something as well by, by creating new businesses and therefore should come great new business out of the simulation of the future. Let's talk about Kaiserwetter. What does Kaiserwetter do in terms of helping companies on this net zero pathway? Can you explain a little bit about what your company does and how it could help someone who's weighing this balance up about what they do long term and think of, you know, a sustainable business going forward or do I, do I get the funding to even sort of put this in measure? So give us a summary of, of, of the aims of Kaiser Veteran, how it can help a company on a path to net zero. But I, I think, you know, um, having all this kind of, Digital digitalization. Um, every, every company is now taking much more care about it, much more seriously, thinking about what means digital innovation, what means at the end as well data, and what we can use with data intelligence. And this is what we are exactly helping the companies to using the intelligence of their data of their daily business. And we are doing this primarily to investors, but also to financing banks. And, and for utilities as well, or IPPs, but all the time in a few from the capital, as you just mentioned before, coming from the financing or of the capital side, we also realized that we have to support 
uh, the, the investments and to have to accelerate investments in renewables um, in the, in the midterm and the long term. And this is just done to give transparency to the investments and to maximize the, the return, uh, maximize the power generation uh, uh, in such a way by using data and, and implementing you know, algorithms which are based uh, logically on the data, but using machine learning approaches, all this AI stuff to really maximize permanently the output of the wind farms, solar parks, hydropower stations. And I think this is something which we also have to notice in the future, even investors. When we are looking at all this big scale uh, investments with done renewables, whether we're talking about offshore, we're talking about really big tickets, how these big tickets uh, which you attend investment, how to give them as well the, the, the transparency of their investments and to accelerate more, to stimulate more as well. Let's go for such investments. Um, and of course, using then um, the data and, and AI to, to get this deeper understanding automatically. And of course, all the time telling you, look, uh, we have to use, of course, this technology. We are state-of-the-art technology to maximize the return. And this we haven't done in the past, uh, but we have to do it for the future. And uh, this is the great thing, all kind of algorithms are not affected by any virus. They are continuing. And this is also what we are talking about, investments resiliency. You have to put the future of your investments on this data and data intelligence to get a permanently transparent uh, way forward in respect to your investment. And this is exactly what we're bringing to our clients. So if you look at it and you think about, I spoke to an analyst who said, to get to net zero, we do the things that we're doing, local energy, EVs, all of that, but we still need to build big things. You know, his exact words, we need to build big wind farms. We need to maybe build nuclear. We need to build solar parks. Do you believe that the, the use of AI will increase in trying to maximize where these assets A, are built and B, how much you, can, you, you know what you're going to get from them? This is, this is going to be more important in the future. No doubt. I, I think it's, it's all about the intent of things, how to connect to assets, how to get to the data. This is the first thing. Then you get data and this in a primary instance, it's dump stuff. And then you have to, 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 to use this data to, really, to, to, to get this intelligence out of it. And no doubt using this data challenge, which of course you can then put together or using by machine learning algorithms, team learnings, uh, ideas for the future, that is the only way forward. And I think we, we, are, we are, or have, should be aware, um, this comes alongside, of course, with a lot of efficiency which is, of course, is, is the next step or spurring more investment in, 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 in renewables um, or, or net zero power generation. But of course, we have to use AI for the future. And we are now at the beginning, the, the, the companies are realizing this much more. And as I mentioned before, um, how you can really you know, put up your, your business continuum management uh, as well for the future business continuing management, okay, even if there are external checks, whatever is coming, what is continuing, algorithm is continuing. But nevertheless, if you're in home office or not, you have the full insight to all the things that's going on. And I think this is part of the future. And, and yeah, and, and using, um, uh, you know, AI is definitely uh, the big story. I mean, this sounds glib, but is the future of energy data then? Yeah. 
the future of energy, and it's not only energy, but the future of energy is data-driven. And it can exactly tell you why. And this is what we in, in Kaiserwerth also implemented when we have been presented um, at the last, last uh, World Climate Conference in Madrid, COP25. We have uh, also presented our next product, which we have just launched, with Aristotelist Sky. And this is exactly where data is used, but data has then to be given to governments. And governments have to define the future. It's not the capital side. Maybe not all capital is great, but capital follows different routes. It means how to maximize and, and yeah. It's not all, all, all the time the best way to photo. So we have to give the data as well to the to the governments and to the authorities. They have to create, they have to set up the boundaries for the future, the investment boundaries for the future. And in such a way, of course, we are talking about data. You have, we have to come to a much more uh, demand-side-driven power generation setup. Currently, we are looking too much to the supply. We have to come much more, and we need to, uh, to use the data to simulate, simulate the, the, the setup permanently and not just, you know, taking old data stuff, no, real-time data. That means connecting the whole energy supply chain. Yes, it's a lot, but you have to connect it. And if you get the full energy supply chain, we can simulate it over the next years uh, and then, okay, what is going on with my population increase? What's going on with my economy increase? And if I compare this, I know perfectly where my investment corridors and where is my demand and where I have to put the supply, in which extent ever, in which way and which sources. And so, yeah, it's all about data. It's all about data as well for the future of energy. Finally, do you believe that this, uh, you, you said it there, that the data needs to be there so governments can make a decision about what levers to pull legislatively. And then obviously the data is there for, for companies to make money. That's the, that's the end game, that they have to make money to their investments. All right, where, where is the balance there? Because you could say, just put the data there and let the markets drive it. But you seem to suggest that's not gonna work. This is definitely not working because and this is, you know, summit what I also have learned over the last you know, months being at conferences there and there, looking at panels, sitting in a panel, listening to panels. Everyone was complaining, okay, there's so much money, but there's not that much assets. You know, where was it? So, yeah, but I think it's time to really- Because no one wants to build them, they cost too much. Yeah, but uh, this is not a question. This is, I think, what we have now to think about, but why, why is this happening? It's not just complaining this is not there, So, but why is not there? And this is the clear answer. Yeah, because you know we are just following the capital approach and looking to the supply, but we have to define the demand. And then of course we have to say, look, this is the investment corridor. And this is the great thing. The, the authorities are sending up, okay, this is the investment corridor. We put in this on such energy pricing, even our action models, but now please come and we need a supply for the next couple of five years, 10 years. So let's go. And please, all the capital investments come in here, all the capital investors, we have a certain amount which we have to fill up and to see. And this, of course, gives a security as well to the capital to gain their return, which you just mentioned, which is which is it's more than feasible. And they have to, to maximize its return, which is also feasible. Uh, and in such a way, we, we can do it. But once again, I not believe that the capital itself is the right path forward. We have to give the data and all this kind as well to the governments who have to define uh, the path. Are you positive? Are you hopeful the governments will do that? 
Uh, I think the first uh, feedbacks we got uh, are really great. Um, we also see this as a, as a chance to do uh, not just in first instance in industrial countries uh, because they are already defined and you know this is also much this is a shift going on. And the shift is where is demand and supply. But even if you go to more emerging markets, where the futures would be if you took Africa, Asia, even Latin America, where other countries, but they are really using potentially leapfrogging things. And we never should forget, okay, bringing know-how there, give them a different, different stimulating in another way. And this is not a, a corona issue, but it's just how to stimulate the future. And the energy is all of them the first instance of prosperity comes from energy. This is, I think, what we have to simply to give them as well in the in a way forward. And this, I think, is is, is crucial um, uh, to make this happen. And you know, the the governments we are talking with, we are already talking to governments. They're super positive. Um, currently, a little bit postponed because of Corona, um, but they have been uh, really clear. Okay, wow, wow, wow. This is something which we have not sought either, uh, and and therefore we are super optimistic. Uh, to, to to go, it's it's not a short-term issue, honestly. But it's we're talking to authorities, which is never so short-term. So, uh, but this setup um, is definitely a part of the future. And you're hopeful for the future. I'm, and as, once again, and this is comes from my personally. I'm really optimistic for the future, and I think we have to bring this in an opt optimistic way. Of course, we have sometimes. But honestly, what means, even if you look now, if you look, we're talking about eight, nine, 10, 11 months, this could be a lot in the life, but it could be also a shorter period of the lives. And, and I think we have to go through, but in the end, we have to be optimistic that we're also using currently maybe data, data analytics, tracing apps, which are helping us, uh, you know, uh, navigating through the current situation. But then afterwards as well, we have the new, data intelligence, AI, IoT setups, which definitely also brings us in a positive sense to the future and really to, to, to make the next uh, big thing happening. And this is how we can fight against the climate change. And then please lose, let's lose all these new, um, uh, you know, new ways and new ideas forward and, and, and generate a positive future. And uh, in such a way, I'm really positive and optimistic. You have been listening to a promoted podcast from Future Net Zero. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planets.